secondary. And I'm not at all concerned about them running the ball more because it's Essentially, they didn't really bring anybody in who yeah. I think is going to command touches in between Man, the tackles. So, Abby. what? I like five minutes. Right? Yeah, it was right. five minutes. I can't even say it. Do it again. Do it again. That's all. Like I looked up. Do it again. Do it again. I got to get out of show mode. I know. Just give me one of these next time. Give me one of those next time. All right. All right. All right. Almost, I also didn't get a thought to like what I was going to say. I almost so. gave him one of them memes. Oh, I'm like, what was that meme for the basketball player? Who played for the Lakers? Chris Slay's like, what we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Really, was that like, was that long? Oh, it was long. <laughs> yeah. All right, cut it down. I cut it down. You got to get You felt like you were going to stop. You were like, no, but let me ask One more thing. Right, we're we're gonna do it over again. Yeah, do it over. I mean, it got to be a minute, so we got to okay. figure out a way to get all this. Yeah, I, get it, I mean, I it was good I info. It. I, I, it. It just I think had... that was under a minute. It's just that we got to get down yeah, yeah, yeah. this. Right. And then you still have to. Can we have to say what do we say? Why did we pick the other player? Right? Why did we? I mean, like, yeah, we got to go through. We don't have to do all of that. That's okay. Yeah, we just need to. Yeah. They thinking they boxes. Ain't no way to box this. I just do my own thing. That's the training topic. Aka in the traffic. Suddenly, my boss. Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, I want to talk about this special draft that we're in at uh, FFWC. We're in this draft, and we have to choose, a, or we chose to choose a running back next, right? Mm-hmm. And so potentially, we'll see. We'll potentially, see. yeah. But Connor potentially is still on the board. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Montgomery still yeah. on the board. Yep. Zeke yep. and Cam Akers. Yep. How mm-hmm. do you guys differentiate those four running backs, and who do yeah. you think that we should go with? Yeah. Shout out to uh, Muzio. He's got something special coming out. We won't get into the details until it's officially dropped. But yeah, uh, feel very fortunate to be a part of of it. Uh, so that's a tough question, really. I mm-hmm. think, you know, when you bring up those four running back, I think I would probably place Connor in a separate tier. Mm-hmm. But it's not that far off from those guys. Mm-hmm. They all have their warts and their negatives and concerns. Mm-hmm. So to me, Connor, I think, is in a good offense. OK, we've seen what he was capable of last year. Uh, got dinged up, but still put out some very, very good fantasy production. He's someone who can uh, play a role or who, who offers you know, upside at the goal line as well as in a receiving game, and, we, and I think we, that's something we love from all of our, all of our running backs. Uh, the biggest issue with him is health, you know, and I think if there was not much of an issue with health or if he was just a younger player at the exact same skill level, he'd likely be going in the second round. Okay? Hmm. So maybe you're getting a little bit of discount on it. Maybe it's a bit of a risky play. But to me, that's the main issue with Connor. The other guys, it's, you know, I think each of them have their own issues. To me, for me, for Zeke, it's the capped upside, given that he's a little bit older. But I think he has a very nice, stable floor. So he's not necessarily someone I like to target in the third round or maybe in the early fourth. I, I usually like to shoot for upside uh, more there. For Akers, it's what everybody is concerned about. You know, mm-hmm. is he 2020 Akers or is he 2021 Akers? Mm-hmm. Uh, because even 2020 Akers was not this explosive guy. 
but at least with 2020 acres, you know, yeah. you're getting, you know, a, a back in a in a in a uh, above average offensive system. And then lastly, Montgomery, I think he's probably my least favorite out of the two. Hmm. You know, it's not a great offense. It's not a great offensive line. He's a largely volume back, but to me the biggest thing is you have a new regime, a new GM, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. Uh, so he's promised nothing. And he's yeah. not a back that's like, you know, uh, is, you know, uh, providing a lot when it comes to skill and talent. He does a lot of things good, but there potentially could be a split there. Uh, and then obviously, you know, uh, injury history and, and whatnot. So long with an answer, you know, th- these are backs that I have probably been avoiding in most draft, whether consciously or subconsciously. All right, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> Out of those four, so before I even get into that, you you just kind of struck a little nerve when you just mentioned Montgomery and having that competition because it made me realize that you're kind of correct. Um, they brought in they brought in a few little um, pieces in their backfield. Mm-hmm. They um, they already had Khalil <coughs> Herbert who took over for Montgomery last yep, year yep. when he got hurt and actually did pretty well. Yeah, you know, yep. definitely. Respectable stats. He was a weekly starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even get, gave you top twelve production one week. I don't remember for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so he's obviously still there. Um, but they also brought in our guy from last year, our little <laughs> secret weapon that we yeah. kind of tried to keep hit close to the vest and did not work out. What's yeah, yeah? Did not work out whatsoever. Darrington Evans, who I want to say it was a third round pick for the Titans or mm-hmm. third, fourth, or maybe even fifth. I don't know. That but one preseason game, man, he looked good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was he, one, it was he one has preseason a game, good skill good. set, yeah. a respectable skill set. And they brought um, him in. He, he, you know, he lacked size. Yeah. And uh, again, last year he was injured for pretty much the whole season. Every time, it kept seeming like he would come back. And I mean, he maybe even came back one game and got hurt again. But you know um, what he can do? Catch passes. And he, he's a receiver. Like, he actually practiced So we don't know if Montgomery's so, getting that full role. Right. And then on top of that, they have a dude from Baylor who they drafted late, sixth or maybe seventh round, I think yeah. sixth round, Tristan Ebner. Yep, yep. Um, he was in the backfield with Abram Smith at Baylor. Did very well, can catch the ball, one of those human joystick type players. Oh. Um, you just have these guys behind him that all they got to do is get a crack at the opportunity. Yeah. And it wouldn't be surprised they took the job. Yeah. I, I don't think they've paid David Montgomery yet either. You know, I don't know if he's got no, a new I don't, contract. I don't think so. so I don't think, and he he, might, he's likely not going to get a contract. Right, you know? right. So you kind of see the writing on the wall there. But anyway, going back to my answer, uh, I actually would prefer Akers with our pick. Uh, and, hmm. I, I, okay, so as far as the four running backs, just in a vacuum, I like Connor the best. Yeah. I feel like Connor has showed us the type of ceiling he can have. He's um he's somebody that's in a pretty good situation. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I can't argue that at all. But, again, this is a best ball. You know, yeah. So in a best ball type uh, draft, I try to shoot for as much upside as possible. Hmm. And when, when I look at Acres, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball. He's playing with a team that I've seen put up crazy stats for running backs in the past, as far as that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a player where it's like, out of all of them, I think he might have the highest upside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had that freak Achilles injury last year. Yeah. But he also came back before anybody else has ever came yeah. back. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna say he was productive or looked great, but he was out there. Yeah. He might even score a touchdown, I think. You know what I'm saying? So he came back. Now we're however long away we are since then. Mm-hmm. He's obviously yeah. healthier. Um, not sure if he has all of it back, but just, again, in a best ball and a draft this early, I think he's the type of player where it's like, if we saw he was healthy, healthy, 
I think yeah. his ADP will rise. Yeah. I think the other issue with Akers, too, is uh, we don't fully know what that role is. I mean, I think... You mean as far as... Yeah, the if we're, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're extrapolating or, or, or going based off of last year, uh, you know, the late season run or the uh, playoff run, then he's, uh, you know, close to a workhorse back. Yeah. You know, they trusted him, uh, gave him a ton of touches. He uh, saw a far majority of plays like a workhorse back would yeah. typically see. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously getting the goal line work as well. Yeah. And, you know, unlike the Chicago situation, they didn't really bring anybody else in. Bingo. You know, Bingo. they drafted a, a late round. Kyron Williams. He wasn't late. He was fourth round. Oh, he's fourth round. Kyron okay. Williams from Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. I guess um, I but he's hurt already. Yeah, he's hurt. Exactly. He's hurt he's already. Hurt. So, so he's already missing. You know, he's likely probably going to miss training camp, I want to assume. Uh, so there's a lack of competitions there. Their O line does worry me a little bit. Okay? Yes, it does. Uh, so you know, they, but they, but here's the thing with that, and it's crazy. But Cam Akers, one of the things that was one of the pros as far as when he was coming out of college was he had to deal with a, a horrible offensive yep, line of yep, Florida yep, State. Yep. You know, it's almost like he, you can say he has to some extent experience dealing mm-hmm. with that. You yeah. know, uh, and again, the, the cool thing with Akers is he he's he's utilizing all facets of the game. You yeah. know, he can catch the ball. You know, if the offensive line isn't Creating holes. Yeah. Okay, they use them in the passing game. Um, going back to Connor, one thing that slightly worries me, and I know it shouldn't because I'm usually not the type of guy to pay attention to this, but I just keep hearing all this buzz of uh, Eno Benjamin. Yeah. And not mm. just buzz. No. The fact that they're saying he looks like a starting running back. Yeah. yeah. Whoever says that about their backup, yeah. they just say, you know, somebody, you know, he's doing well in the yeah. role. If we need him, we and know he can come through for us. to connect there, too, because one of the issues I think that was brought up is, you know, his pass protection. Mm-hmm. You know, and they like said that, he's improving yeah. there quite a and bit. And especially as a smaller back, mm-hmm. you know, you typically, you, you know, you want to kind of be like the Edmonds, you know, guy. And not to say that, like... You know, uh, pass protection, uh, you know, is something that, like, you absolutely need. You know, right. I don't know how good uh, in pass pro Chase Edmonds was, but you at least want to be competent. Right, you at right. least want to have the, you know, confidence in your, you know, head coach, especially right. when you have, you know, a 44, you know, a $100 million plus quarterback back there. Yeah. Or 200 I mean, he's million not, percent. he ain't that yet. <laughs> well, he ain't that yet. yet. We'll see, we'll we'll see, see if he gets that, you know. <laughs> I mean, but, I think he'll get that. But, yeah, but so for me, like, I, I definitely, you know, uh, am here in the Eno. I'm less on on Daryl Williams at this stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Daryl, Daryl, the one, the one, the one with the Cardinals. Yeah, Uh, the one with the one L. I understand, and I and I fully appreciate what he did last year uh, with the Chiefs. Right, but I'm not necessarily convinced that he is this, you know, uh, high priced backup that we really want to look at targeting late in drafts. So. When it comes to, like, you know, scooping up those handcuffs, I'm waiting until one of those guys, you know, Darrell or Eno gets, you know, drafted, and I'll just take the second one. Right, right. And, I mean, I mean, first of all, you can look at Darrell's contract. He had a mm-hmm. one-year deal. It wasn't that lucrative, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not even a guarantee he makes a team. Yeah. You know, and I think people don't really take that into consideration when they make these picks. There are certain guys that, yeah, they're a known name, yeah. but that doesn't guarantee their spot on the roster, yeah. you know, especially if they're not having a lot of guaranteed money with them. If they don't have any guaranteed money, you can almost bet that they probably won't make the roster. But another thing, too, is with Darrell is, you know, I've kind of taken a, a slight liking to Keontae Ingram, hmm. former UT, former USC running back. Yeah. I know he wasn't drafted high, I want to say fifth round, but... I just I kind of like his skill set a little bit. I don't yeah. know. He's, he seems like the type of running back where, yeah, he, he's probably not somebody that's going to come in day one and take the job, but he's also the type of running back where if they give him an opportunity, like if injuries occur, mm-hmm. 
they might yeah. utilize him, you know, and he, he could probably produce. So kind of like a jack of all trades, like yeah. a low level jack of yeah, all yeah, trades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> low yeah. Level. So yeah. yeah, so as far as but this, if you had to rank them, <laughs> if you had to rank those four running backs, how would you rank well, them? Well, just ranking them, yeah. definitely mm-hmm. Connor's number one for me. Okay, mm-hmm. definitely Connor number one. Number two actually is Zeke. I agree. Mm. I agree. Agree. Okay. Agree. Good, good. Yeah. Because the, the, the I don't want to sound too crazy. Like I'll be shouting. Yeah. The thing with Zeke is even with Pollard, yeah. he still gets targets right. in the receiving game, and right. you know he's getting the and, far and majority of goal line work as well. And number yeah. one, he he's not leaving the team. No nope. that contract. Mm-hmm. He's like locked into yeah. with them, and it's almost like he might have something to prove this year. Yep. The yep. team and him. Yep. You know. So and before he got before he you know you know likely tore his PCL. He was like a top five back in the league. Yeah, I won't say top five, league. but yeah. yeah he was, he was, no, no, I'm saying he was like he per, wasn't you know, points per game. He was a top five back. I mean, maybe. maybe. No, no, no. He was. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the multiverse. He was. No, he was. <laughs> and then the last thing I'll say, about, uh, I'll say about Cam Akers is, you know, we can't discount Darrell Henderson's involvement. Yeah. We don't know what it is. Uh, you know, what they were doing in the playoffs. Is that what they plan on doing throughout yeah. the year? I, I, Let's I, go back to, you know, sorry, one last one. Let's go back to what we kept talking about last year. It's a 17 game season. Yeah, 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 it's a and marathon. remember, we talked about like this idea of just kind of having these like running backs that are going to be able to like, you know, take, like, it was going to, like, they were, we were going to see less and less of those. And that's what we saw playing. Workhorse year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this yeah. is a situation with a guy coming off an Achilles, them. With Super Bowl aspirations, they're not yeah. going to want to give him all the work anyway. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but with that being said, Darrell uh, Henderson also has had a lot of injury concerns in yep. the past. Yeah, yeah. And, and to to your point, I think what the Rams are kind of doing, which is what the 49ers have admitted doing, is they're they're just taking running backs to deal with the inevitable injury rash yeah. that the team is probably going to have at that position. Uh, the 49ers said they took Tyrion. Or whatever his name with the Tyrion high Davis price. Yeah. yeah, they took him. Don't forget his name, though. Yeah, they took him because they know that they dealt with injuries in yeah. the past, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to be a good depth piece for yeah. them. And you see, the Rams took Kyron Williams, like we said. And earlier. you know what the Rams do too? The Rams, you can never like at any point in the season, they could easily trade for a running back, yeah, yeah. any running back. Yeah. So the, the only the only alternative view I have with it is. We've seen in the past the Rams have used a workhorse running back with that offense, like a true yeah. one guy, jack of all trade, yeah. um, high high value touches yeah. type scenario. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of saw it a little bit in the playoffs of 2020. Yeah. So not last year's playoffs, but the year before that, yeah. when Acres really kind of showed out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who's to say last year wasn't due to the fact that, you yeah. know, he was just coming back from yeah. injury and they wanted to and they really take it like slow? Him. They yeah, really they, they like, like him. him. You they know really what I mean? Like they drafted him the second round a year after drafting Darrell right. Henderson in the third. So, so we end up on the clock. It looks like we're going acres. No, I mean, I don't have a problem with Connor. Okay. We're we'll not on the clock we'll here. We'll it yeah, might we'll be a situation see. where our decision's made for us. You know? <laughs> but 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 personally with best ball, I like I like Acres. Okay. But I don't knock Connor at all. All right, all right. Let's stay on running backs for a second because I want to talk about the Chiefs backfield. CEH is going really late. I don't understand why, considering that Ronald Jones is the backup, and I think I think Ronald Jones sucks. I get the McKinnon uh, fear. They re-sign him. Let's talk about the Chiefs' backfield. Why is CEH going so late for a starting running back on an offense that's that high power? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would disagree with you. I feel like he's not going late enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> from, a, from, from a standpoint of like I, you know, I was hoping that like oh, not hoping, but. I was anticipating that the McKinnon signing would drop his ADP. I knew it would. Yeah, and it, and it really it. hasn't touched it. And yeah. to me, I don't understand that from a standpoint of, like, what McKinnon did for them in the playoffs last year. I understand McKinnon's 30. I understand he has an injury history. So you feel like he sh- people should have 
should have taken that as more of a threat to see that I was role. hoping people would take that as a threat. Because <laughs> clearly, I don't feel... You were hoping people way. would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, you know, this, and we probably need to have a discussion about this. And we need to, like, classify. There are different, you know, types of draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know, there are players you take because they are, like, rock ph- solid. Philosophical. Right, right, right. There are players <laughs> that you take, you know, you know that 1% are, like, you know, we, the guy we've been floating around in group chats. Yeah. And then there are players you, you take because, like, you're in a tournament and you're looking for that one guy who could really, you know, pay off, you know, first, second round value, but you're taking them six, seven rounds later. So I, I kind of look at CEH as that player. There are a lot of different things in place that you could like tell yourself, you know, narrative that you can create to where he can succeed, you mm-hmm. know. Baseline, you know, up front, we were never CEH fans from a skill standpoint. Uh, I was a CEH fan. Okay, I was not a we've CEH kinda, fan. We've kind of flipped our views, yeah, but yeah. I'll let you keep So, going. yeah, so I, wasn't, I was never a CEH fan kind of coming out, so, I, you know, I've kind of always been off of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm already kind of working at that level. But I, I do feel like last year there were times where he looked like he was running a little bit better in between the tackles. Yeah. So we're coming into our third year. Darrell Williams is gone. Third year, likely I'm hoping that we see some improvement in him being able to take down or take over that third down work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and for them to trust him. You know, whether or not he gets goal line carries, that I'm not quite sure. But we don't need him to get all the goal line carries. Right. Okay. Uh, and historically, when I watch Kansas, when I watch the Chiefs games, Andy Reid, I don't think is the type to just put you know uh, this big back in and run like you know twelve personnel at the goal line or or, or mm-hmm. you know kind of have a setup where he's just kind of running in between the tackles, running up the gut. He normally has a versatile back that's in the backfield, someone who can uh, you know uh, run routes out of the backfield, so that the defense has to think you know. You know, kind of like you know the way they uh, use Aaron Jones in Green Bay. So I don't see Ronald Jones basically as a lock to necessarily take the far majority of the goal line carries. Will he get some? Probably, but I don't see it as like him being the you know the goal line back. I don't think Andy Reid has that because I don't think that's been his mo uh, over the past years. And you look at you know other players that have played in the Andy Reid system under other running backs. Mm-hmm. We say it year in and year out. Whoever is the chief starting running back produces. Mm -hmm. And when CEH was healthy, he actually had some very good RB1 weeks. You know, they were kind of sporadic at times, but he had some very – go back and look at the game longs. He had games where he was over 100 yards and a touchdown. He had some games where he had multiple catches. Okay, and then when CEH got hurt, Darrell Williams took over that role, and he was a very valuable back. Mm -hmm. So – CEH is really one of the few running backs in that backfield who's coming in, who's been in the system for three years. He's been working out with Patrick Mahomes uh, in the offseason, which is always something that I love to hear. Um, we're not hearing a lot of chatter and a lot of buzz, but this is, you know, this kind of goes to our whole uh, MO, which is, you know, stay ready because this is a quiet time. So think about what happens when we get to training camp and all these beat reporters, you know, starting to say, CEH is the lead back. CEH, you know, looks a lot healthier than he did last year. You know, they start talking about how CEH is. You know, if you start kind of hearing positive news, his I think his ADP will likely shoot up because I think people are just waiting to hear. And the same thing with that wide receiver, you know, room as well. People are just kind of waiting to hear some positive news or positive yeah. drum beats when it comes to one of those players so they can, you know, place a chip on that so, player. <laughs> I, I, He's a tough pick. He's I kind of, I kind of think – Totally opposite of everything you said regarding the whole backfield situation. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know why, but I, I do see Ronald Jones as a, a legitimate threat <coughs> to CH's role on the team um, for several reasons. Uh, first reason is everybody saw it, uh, CH's rookie season, first game of the year, Thursday night football against the Texans. Uh, he scored, like, all these touchdowns, you know, had a coming out party. Um, you know, but we also saw that season that he struggled to – punched the ball in in the goal line several times. Mm -hmm. um, it actually became a knock of his. Um, and we're now three years down the line or two years down the line, and he still hasn't proven to us he can be a true, um, like, co consistent or, or dependable goal line running back. Now, I'm not saying he can't do it. It's just He just hasn't proven it. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being the case, they then go out and add Ronald Jones – they didn't give him a, a crazy contract one year. I think one. I think and he half. has like three, I think he has like three hundred something guaranteed or five. Yeah, one and a half million contracts. So, so nothing, it wasn't nothing special. No significant resources. But yeah. but the few things about it, it was one of the very early signings in the offseason, which tells me to some extent he was a priority for the team. Um, they actually sought him out. Uh, I've heard small little buzz from the team that they actually have a role and vision for him. And just from a talent standpoint, I know a lot of people probably don't like Ronald Jones, especially because he's not much of anything in the passing game. But I do feel like Ronald Jones is an underrated pure runner in the NFL. Um, I agree with that. He, 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 he actually can run the ball very well. He, he's had fumbling issues, I, I think, here and there. And, again, he can't pass uh, – I mean, he can't receive, um, catch passes well at all. I mean, stone hands, basically. I don't even know if he's that good in the pass protection game. He's not. That's, yeah. And that's my issue So, so with he Ronald has all Jones. these knocks. Yeah. He definitely has all these knocks. Football IQ. But if they have a specific role and vision for him, and, again, the, the, t the Chiefs are a type of offense where, like you were saying, when you have that number one running back um, role, you can produce. <sighs> Maybe they, they continue to act that way where they have one main running back. Or or maybe they say, you know what, this year let's actually use multiple running backs. Let's bring McKinnon back in because he showed that he can be productive for us last year in the playoffs. Let's draft Isaiah Pacheco um, from Rutgers who – I don't know if y'all seen him as far as practice tape, but that dude looks like Tyreek Hill. Like he actually has yeah. Tyreek Hill's jersey, number ten. Yeah, he and he's returning punts and everything. Yeah. But you know, a, a short, stocky, super fast running back. Mm -hmm. They brought him in in the seventh round. Um, they added two undrafted free agents. Who you know, uh, Jerrion Ely, who was a uh, he was at Ole Miss with our boy Snoop Connor. Yeah. He actually was the lead running back there. Um, Snoop Connor got drafted. He did it. Uh, they added somebody else. Uh, Tyree, another one of those hyphenated yeah. named uh, Davis or, or Fleet or something like that. Uh, but they bring all these running backs in. Of course, they're not all going to make the team. Uh, but maybe it's a situation where they say, you know what? Maybe Ceh can't really hold that load down. Again, he got hurt mm -hmm. last year. Yeah, you know. So that, um, that the same argument that you're making is like actually one reason why I'm starting to become more enamored or. Be you know, warming up to the idea of drafting CEH again. You know, when, when the draft season started in May, I was just – it was lock button, sixth round, seventh round, CEH. Mm -hmm. It was an easy pick for me to make because there was no McKinnon. Yeah. And I already baked in Rojo having a role. Okay. His role to me is in between the tackles. So, so you say if, if Rojo didn't have a role, you would take him much higher. Oh, yeah. How, okay, no, no, how no, no, high? No, 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 no. I'm saying that, like – 
to me, Rojo's role is almost insignificant. Because okay. to me, Rojo's ro- Rojo's role is mostly so, okay. in between the tackles. Those okay. aren't really value touches to me. So, so let it's me a, ask you this. It's a do guy you, who gets five to ten carries Do you a game. consider whatsoever that he could probably have a, a, a bigger role than that? No. Okay, so you don't even think that's a consideration? No. Okay. The only thing that I'm concerned about potentially is him around the goal line. But again, I don't think that Andy Reid is going to change his offense around the goal line because he – Okay. Sign Rojo. I think well, they have a special goal line package. Okay. You know, and that he's going to play, you know, he's going to create plays for his best playmakers. Got you. Will there occasionally be, you know, they're at the half yard line and, you know, and, and they bring in Rojo? Yeah, still going to be those, but it's a yeah. 17 game season. Well, no, full we don't disc- need, we don't, we don't need CEH to, to have, you know, 80% of the touches or 80% of the snaps. I got you. You don't need, he can, he can be a wide, he can be a running back one. Yeah. Without, you know, with having, you know, 50 to 60 percent of the snaps, 50 to 60 percent of the touches, if he's getting the high value. Touches. So 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 for me, I think the where his ADP is, is taking into consideration that Rojo's going to have a, a substantial role. Exactly. I think it, I exactly. think it, yep. I think if Rojo was not in play, I think CH would be going much higher and hmm. I would actually consider taking him much higher. Um, I full disclosure, I have drafted CH in a fair amount of. Of leagues, not so much lately, because yeah. um, I feel like number one, I feel like my, I have enough shares now. Yeah, kind of diversifying same, a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like you said when the McKinnon news came out, we thought he was going to do something to it. Yeah, he's still in the same spot. Yeah. Miles Sanders news actually changed his ADP. Yeah. CH is still in that kind of same area. Um, but but I do think that McKinnon signing was a concern. That concerns me way more. Yeah, I I do think it's a concern. Way more. I I do believe Rojo is going to have a role. I've actually drafted a fair amount of Rojo because Rojo is going so late. Mm -hmm. Rojo is going extremely late. And just for the off chance that, you know, he does have a substantial role, you're getting somebody in the Chiefs backfield that, you know, extreme value who could have those, you know, money touches by the goal line. The one knock that that I would have against that is, again, you have to. I think we have to conceptualize what is the Chiefs' offense. What mm-hmm. is an Andy Reid offense? Right. Because when Daryl Williams went down and when Ceh was hurt, yeah. you know the the ro- the Rojo comp I think would have been Gore at yeah. that time. Gore didn't take the touches. They yeah. gave it to a thirty year old. There was one McKinnon. game where Gore had a pretty Gore, good game Gore though. Killed he killed game. it. It, it was but, like but, an island game, but right? When, yeah. But when it when it counted the most and when McKinnon was healthy. In the playoffs, McKinnon was the back that was in there. Yeah, yeah, he definitely lost, mm-hmm. lost and he's favor. 30, 30-year-old scat back. So, to me, that tells me, you know, the type of back that is uh, valued more than that offense. I mean, if I, I if hear you. Up, you know, if you're up 15, 20 points and, yeah, you just want to run the clock out, yeah. Come on, I, mean, I, I hear, I hear yeah. what you're saying. I definitely – I don't disagree with it, but yeah. I don't think we can just ignore the fact that they went to go – they sought out Ronald Jones. They had to get somebody, and, and, and they signed they, him they to like the minimum. They didn't have to get anybody. They did Durrell, have to get Durrell somebody. Williams was still out there. They McKinnon was still out there. Again, Ronald and, Jones – and that's, and that's one thing. The fact that they did not re-sign Daryl Williams to me was like, okay – we have confidence in CEH taking that next right, step. Right, but, but, but again, con- but if again, they would have got a guy who could play on third down, who but again, they, back, I'd be just upset. the fact that they signed him so early, like yeah. they didn't need him. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't. They didn't really need early. Ronald I like, Jones. I feel like you need. They did. They, to me, they did. No, no. What I'm saying like, is they didn't specifically you, need Ronald Jones. They just they needed, they a, needed running a running back, right? But, but they, they signed him at the minimum. 
But what I'm saying is they 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 got him so early they could have signed any running back anytime. They could have brought back who they know. They know who who, who could they assign? Darrell Williams. <laughs> That's what I'm, but what I'm saying is Darrell Williams is not the same type of back as Rojo. So okay. the fact that they did not sign Darrell Williams to me again, this, this, this by no means. Is okay, even, even if it wasn't more in favor even, of even if it wasn't Darrell Williams, any other running back, just but just what I'm saying who was out there for them to sign, and they and and, and when they signed him, they signed him at a minimal well, contract. But, but but if you're saying that his role is going to be minimal, they could have really I'm signed not, so anybody. I don't want to use the term minimum. I'm, I want to be specific in what I'm saying. His role is to me, his role is. Carries, carries, carries. Not catches and not necessarily stealing the goal line is what I, I is, is how is what is how I'm viewing. Okay, it. I mean it's a concern for me, but yeah. and, and to be honest, I, with you, I want him to take e- five even ten if, carries. Even as a concern right now, I think Ch is going so late where I'm still like eh, so whatever. I'm in a, I'm in a main event you know? right now, and I I was you know you know. Something you know, something happens when you're in a main event. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's very, very different than drafting in a than in a football guys. Like yeah. the mindset, you know. You Did know, you take CH? So I passed on him in the six, and okay. I was given strong consideration for these very reasons. Understanding that he could completely flop, but he is yeah. that type of player. But you were considering taking him in the six. Wide range. I considered it because I'm looking at players. I'm looking at players in the six. <laughs> you passed on him. I passed on him. But he came back in the seven. He came back in the seven. Don't that feel good? He came back in the seven. Don't that feel good? Oh, man, that feels amazing. (laughs) Who should I take? As you watch the draft, it's just slowly coming back to you. Yeah. Yes. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm the type of person, I take all possibilities into consideration. As you should. As you should. As you should. I I always like to, and people say I'm crazy. Y'all say I'm crazy. But I I, I always like to look at the option that nobody's considering. (laughs) You know, the option where they're like, there's no way that can happen. And I'm right, like, yeah. there's no way that can happen? Let me go take a look, a close, yeah. closer look at that, you know? Yeah. And let me try to figure it out. Because yeah. it's just those edges. Because you can end up being at the, that 1% yeah. while everybody else on the other side. Yeah. So. Right. No, it's facts, facts. All right. So I never like to start this show with a topic that I think everybody's covering. So now we can talk about Baker. But I don't want to talk about Baker to Carolina. I want to talk about the other quarterbacks that are still out there. Other Namely, other, other quarterback <laughs> singular that is still out there. Let's talk about Jimmy G for a second. Yeah. yeah. How does this affect Jimmy G now that Baker has found a home or potentially found him a over? Home? Oh man, that it's major. So I yeah. mean, yeah, it's major. So I think you know, I'm not even concerned necessarily about Jimmy G. What mm-hmm. I'm concerned about is those Seattle wide receivers, you know, the Seattle wide receivers and the Seattle running backs. Just that entire offense and mm-hmm. tight ends as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a believer in Geno. I'm not a believer in Locke. Uh, I, I've really been underweight with DK. You know, I think I clicked the button once, yeah, maybe twice in the fifth round, and I just never felt good about it. I own zero shares of Lockett, have not been touching uh, Noah Fant, and the only reason that I get Rashad Penny is because he goes so cheap, mm-hmm. or he goes so late and very cheap. Mm-hmm. So now that you've removed Baker, what about what about Ken Walker? Say what the rookie, rookie running back. Uh, I don't like where he's going. I don't have like you, the fact that he goes. Drafted him at all? I have not drafted him okay. once. Yeah, I've not drafted mm-hmm. him once. Uh, he could, you know, by the end of the year, by year's end, he could potentially. But that, a guy like taking a guy in the sixth round, hoping that like by year's end. So you don't think he's going to come out the gates being the no, guy? No, no, no. You feel like he's going to no, take that I'll job? I'll put money on that. Okay. Uh, so, and the reason that I'm, you know, you know, talking about the Seattle players, how much is money you going to put on it? I, I, however much you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
so yeah, the reason that I'm you know talking about the Seattle players is because obviously they're in the same division as the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So an interdivisional trade, especially when it comes to a quarterback, you know, is something that like I want to say is like impossible, but it's something that's like very unlikely. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost kind of excluding that from the situation, which means they got to roll with either Geno. Or lock, and to me that makes sense for them. Yeah, you know, it makes sense to look towards next year's draft to get that QB rather than like take on a contract or sign Jimmy G. So now that leaves us with what's going to happen in San Francisco, and man, so like, (laughs) I think I I think the likely scenario, I think honestly, what likely scenario that they just part ways, they cut Jimmy G, and they just part ways. I think that's what's likely going to happen. It's not even a bad cap hit either. No, it's not not the same as Baker. Like they can cut him, and it'll only be like a three to five million dollar cap hit. Yeah, they're just trying to get something out of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so if they, but remember, keep everything in the realm of possibility. If they do, if they do keep him, yeah, then you got to worry about. Garoppolo versus Lance. See, I, I don't, still think it's. I still think it's mostly Lance. But then there's that. But I don't even doubt. think they'll let it get to that point. I, I, I don't not. think Hopefully they'll not. even let it practice where they're like. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. I think the worst case scenario is Lance goes in as the guy. Everybody understands he's this guy. Yeah. Garoppolo goes in because reluctantly they can't get rid of him. Yeah. Get rid of him so they keep him on the roster. And when they're at practice, Lance. Worst case scenario, mm-hmm. Lance just looks horrible, yeah. and Garoppolo keeps showing out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you keep those practice reports like, hey, yeah. like for the last six days, Garoppolo's outplayed And Lance. they're probably putting that out there. That's oh, yeah, why they, they got to that that get, get, get Jimmy G out there. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Yeah. Yeah. But where's he going to go? He can't go to Seattle. They're not going to trade. He can go to Cleveland. So that was going to be my last point. Because mm-hmm. once okay. he is cleared to throw... Say, but okay, so the only like, the it, only pushback to that, much. but the only pushback to that is Jimmy has a a big contract. They cut him. Oh, you're saying that they cut they him? Cut okay, him. Okay, okay, I got yeah, you. I got they you. Cut I got him. You. Yeah, they yeah. Cut him and then let him sure, part ways. Cut him. Seattle could sign him. Seattle could sign him. Yeah, if they cut him, yeah, all bets are off. But see, I think they don't want it to come to that point. So I think they eat the contract. You know, so trade or, him and just or, eat the yeah, contract, or, 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 or try to figure something out with the contract and then send. I don't think. I don't think how right they want to do. I don't think they eat the contract because again, if they cut him. The dead cap is small. That's true. So that's true. they're not that's going true. to just yeah. say, we're just going to pay you just because we want to spite yeah. Seattle, yeah. you know. Um, and they're probably not all too worried about Jimmy G anyway. Yeah. It's like, Come on. Look. Nobody worried <laughs> oh, yeah. about Jimmy G. Oh, oh go ahead. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah. they walk into the locker room. You still here? <laughs> yeah. We ain't traded you yet? <laughs> yeah. $50. $50 what? Uh, Kenneth Walker. That he starts? Yeah. Out the gate? Yeah. Ooh, no, on the wax. Yeah, yeah. And it's on the wax. No, but as far as Jimmy G's concerned, and like I said, he can't go to Seattle in the trade. Mm-hmm. Browns are interesting, but the problem is if they trade him, they're going to have to pay him their contract. And the Browns are trying to – first of all, they just ate some of Baker's contract. Baker, yeah. You know, they're going to probably pay Deshaun Watson. They're paying Brissett. You're now going to now pay another guy? You know, that's just too much money. Uh, there might be a surprise team in here yeah. where he actually is okay being the backup. Because if you're Jimmy, yeah, you want to be a starter, but you kind of want your money more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, if you're telling me a team is willing to take me on, yeah, still pay me, and I just have to kind of sit as a and backup, can- almost like Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Mitch Michigan only stayed back up one year. Yeah. That's a good. Comment. And you see and he where he re- ended up. He can restructure, you know, renegotiate his contract. Yeah, Jimmy, don't don't renegotiate. Like, get your money. <laughs> well, what, get your what, money. What happens if they cut him? He still gets his he money. Money. Up, yeah, they're just the dead cap. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. 
Maybe they, maybe they have like a little gentleman's agreement, but that's a hard gentleman's agreement. Like I'm gonna go where whoever pays me the most. If right. I'm Trey Lance, I want him off the team. I'm telling you, man. If he no, stays, might, yeah. see, here's the, here's okay. the problem with that. Right. They they literally can't. They yeah, they, they gave, gave up, up much so capital. much draft capital and yeah. mortgage their future so much that he almost has to work. And if he doesn't work out, they gotta just tank. They gotta just say, look, if if we because they gave up their first rounder. Last year, their mm-hmm. first round of this year, and then their next year's first rounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, pff, come but on. You would think that I mean, like with that mindset, then he should have started last year. But I don't want to be. But we talked about that last. Okay. Yeah. So all that right. would have been. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about tight ends. Oh wait, wait, that bet that barring injury. Yeah, okay. As long as there's no injury. No. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Bet is already on. Look, you get shook. He gonna try to get a bet in mid season. We shook. Y'all see what I gotta deal with? Injury. Injuries. Injuries are part of the risk with Penny, guys. Okay. Injuries are part of the risk. That was part of the bet. Oh, now I gotta be sweating bullets. Yeah. Can we know? Look, it's gonna be the night before training camp. Rashad Penny is dealing with a hamstring. Uh, He's gonna be living it because he has he has a hamstring injury of both hamstrings. Oh man, <laughs> let's talk about tight ends because we often play in these tight end premium leagues. That's the that's the best thing to play. Yeah, Yahoo. If if anybody from Yahoo is listening, make some kind of setting where we can put tight end premiums. Like, come on, like spice it up a little bit. You know, yeah. that's the that's the way things are going now. <laughs> the way things are going Like come on like, That man get a sponsorship yeah, right. yeah. Yahoo come talk to us yeah. <laughs> Alright Let's talk about tight ends For a second Because You know We see tight ends The same way we see Every other position There are tiers There's this This tier one of tight ends I see that tier one As obviously Ben Kelsey I see Mark Andrews Stop there That's tier I one. put Pitts In tier one okay. And then I stop there okay. Are we I don't put him there. Man, don't put Pitts in two. <laughs> you Pitts ain't done it yet. Man, no. he's a rookie. I like and the he's way he's not in the offense. Thing. To do it. You got to I mean, score Kelsey touchdowns. has yeah. done it. Mark Andrews did it last year. And they're Pitts in good has not done it. And they have good quarterbacks. You can put Pitts yeah. in the next tier. You can even put him close to the first you put him tier. In but the you can't tier. just put him. Like, that's disrespectful to Kelsey and – or Kel, sorry. Disrespectful that's disrespectful right. to Kelsey and Andrews, man. Straight up. Like, you should apologize to Let's talk about the tier two. I'm not apologizing for it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the, the tier two, tier three. Who do you guys put into those tiers? Like, let's yeah. talk about tier two for a second. Pitts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next. next. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is Pitts. And again, I don't view Pitts the same way that I view Darren Waller or the same way that I view Kittle. Hmm. I'm going to come up with categories and names, but Pitts is a very different type of draft pick. Pitts mm-hmm. is that like ascending player who has all the talents in the world mm-hmm. who's shown us that he can produce was just lacking some TD equity last year and could potentially explode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why? Why you uh, sponsors. We're trying to get sponsors. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, you know, so, so really what we're, what we're paying mm-hmm. for with Pitts is upside. Mm-hmm. As opposed to somebody like a Darren Waller or right. Kittle, it's who's done it. You're paying for this potential yeah. that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And I'm not going to say he doesn't have the talent. He definitely has the talent. But here's yeah. the thing. Just yes, because you have the talent, talent don't mean you're going to have that production. You still have to have the role. You still have to have the offense work in your and favor. there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of uh, uh, so many. Quarterbacks and offense. This is, so I know you're not a fan of projections, but I encourage everybody, like, either Thank go do you. your own projections. 
<laughs> I don't do my own projections. So I go look at other He secretly likes projections, though, but go ahead. So, yeah, so I, <laughs> projections are irrelevant. Topic. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> They're irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. So I look at, like, you know, people who I trust, and I try to get as many, you know, projections to look at as possible. But a good thing to look at is, like, is team projections. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're looking at just 2022. What you do is you look at 2020, you look at 2021, especially if it's the same coordinator, the same offense, and not much has changed. Because mm-hmm. they're going to kind of give you an idea of, you know, what's going on. And then you can kind of alter things based off of how you feel. So if you like, you know, you think someone gave too many targets to a David Bell, you can kind of take away from that and maybe give it to someone else. But if ultimately the system is the same, the quarterback is the same, the head coach is the same, and for the last two years they've had, you know, 450 pass attempts, then they're going to be around that. So, okay. So, but let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. So when I look at Atlanta, I'm going back and then looking at 2021 because to me it's not like they got a major quarterback upgrade. Their offense is essentially almost the same. They mm-hmm. added in some rookie you know, wide receivers, but, mm-hmm. like, who, who knows what they're going to be. And then Pitts is there. So Pitts is coming into his second year, same offensive coordinator, same head coach. So when you look at the projections for that offense from a standpoint of what are they projected to score, yardage-wise, pass-wise, running-wise, like, I'm not projecting them from, to, to now take this leap from being this, like, bottom basin, basement offense to this, like, mid-top-tier offense. Right. Which means that, like, Even again, with Ridley being gone. Well, who? Really was gone last year. Really was yeah. gone last year. Yeah. That actually no, hurts him to, to some degree. But what I'm saying is, like, to expect it. Cause but now they can game plan without Ridley being there. Versus but really was there. Really, was gone last year too. But no, but he no, but they expected him to be there last year. No, are, are he, they gonna be, he you missed. Think they're going to be a good offense. No. Okay, so that that's where I'm starting. That's where I'm starting. Mm-hmm. So if they're not going to be a good offense. That means they're not going to score as many points as other teams in the league. Remember, really, so the yardage may stay the same. The receptions may stay the same. But what hurt him so much last year was the lack of touchdowns. So mm-hmm. that's why he doesn't belong in that next tier. Well, okay, so real quick. Remember, really left the season early because, remember, he had to work with those mental issues. That's right. But like they still expect, right. Mm-hmm. But they still expected him to be there. So I they, think they said he was leaving the team for a while. We didn't, like... That was, like, mid-season, wasn't it? I don't... I, it was during. I, I, I just recall. Season, yeah. I don't recall many seasons. I mean, many games where I was depending on hopefully having Ridley. That's what I'm just saying. But you but might be right. Saying, I think he's saying like you know they they in the off season they plan. They yeah, yeah, in the off season. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. Number one, comparing Matt Ryan to Mariota, mm-hmm. would you say that's an upgrade or a downgrade or is, mm, you know about push? the same? It's a push to me. You think it's a push? Yeah. Okay. Um, they lost Gage, mm-hmm. but they brought in the. Number one ranked, obviously, on their board, wide yeah. receiver. Mm-hmm. Drake know. London, yeah. Um, they brought in Brian Edwards, who's still yeah. young. He hasn't really showed mm-hmm. much, but you know he has that talent in yeah. there. He's third-round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, Let's not pretend, um, like, two years ago, not everybody wasn't on the Brian Edwards. Right, trade. right. They brought yeah. in Auden Tate, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they brought in weapons. They brought yeah. in a, a, no, a new rookie running back. Um, there's more guys that the ball can be in their hands. And I know you hate him, or, but they still got Cordell Patterson. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't hate. I don't hate. Cordell. I, don't, I didn't say you hate. But you know, yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like him as much this year. Yeah, yeah. Dislike but, his yeah. ADP. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I dislike his ADP. His I just ADP don't like him in general. Yeah, his ADP is not bad. I just don't like his. He's his in the tenth round. Role. No, eleventh round of yeah. a main event. Yeah, he's still going real low. I mean, if you yeah. want him, it's not hard to get him. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I don't really certain care type of player. He's like a to me. He's like that fill-in player, especially like early in the year, like. Okay, you taking some chances. Maybe you drafted a Godwin. Maybe you drafted, you know, uh, you know. I don't know why you're drafting Godwin, but uh, yeah. but you know, yeah, yeah. 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 No, shit, so as far as Pitts again, and I'm not saying again. We all know the talent is there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just can't guarantee he's going to have that role. And for where you're taking him, you're literally taking him over guys that we've seen produce. Yeah. You know, 
produce. I'm not yeah. not on a super high level, but still respectable production. If Pitts gave man. you this, if Pitts gave you the exact same production uh, this year as he did last year, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to be drafting where you're drafting now. You're not going to yeah. want to have drafting where you're drafting right now. Even um, if he scores four or five more TDs, which is asking a lot. That's, that's actually think, pretty good. Four or five more TDs. But I'm saying, like, if you look at the numbers and where he's going now in yeah. like, the oh, yeah. mid-second round, he, you're he, not going to be happy with that he, production. Yeah, he's drafted, again, like a Tier 2 guy. Yeah. I mean, do we have anybody else in the Tier 2? Or do you have anybody else in your Tier 2? No. But, I mean, mid- he goes in the mid-second. He, he's not going that far after Mark Andrews is what I'm saying. Right, right. I, for, I agree. I, I have him as my Tier 2 tight yeah. end. But the problem is because of everything I just said, I'm not getting him. Yeah. So because there's like, other guys yeah. I got I like uh, better than thing. him. It's like even if we may have him in a separate tier – his tier is so close to that tier three yeah. that it's not like I see very little advantage for me reaching for right. this. Like like you said, he's being drafted now at his ceiling. Yeah. Like I don't think there's anything Pitts can do this season that will make you draft him higher next year yeah. unless Kelsey retires or Andrews yeah. has a down year. Yeah. You know, if Andrews produces like he did last year, and if Kelsey's still doing his thing, Pitts so, is still gonna end up being the third so tight end taking next who's year. Who's in your tier three then? That's a good question. Uh, I like Kittle this year. Okay. I do like Kittle. Uh, question marks there, of course, but I, I like him. Um, I don't really have an order, but I like Hawkinson. Just to throw names out there, I like Hawkinson. Okay. I like Goddard. Waller? I don't like Schultz as much. Well, these are all in the same tier? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You got Waller in this tier as well? Oh, yeah, Waller. Waller's number one. Okay. Waller's number okay. To be honest with you, I might put Waller as his own tier three as well. Ahead of Pitts or below Pitts? No. Tier three, so tier after three, so Pitts. Okay. Like, yeah. like Kels, Andrews, yeah. and then Pitts, I honestly, and like, then Waller. For me, I think I'd probably, in a vacuum. You're going to say probably, Kittle I'd, over I'd, Waller, ain't you? No, I'd probably take okay. Waller over Pitts, and I'd really? probably take mm. Kittle I would, over Pitts. Too. I wouldn't be mad at it. I take, And the reason that I would do that is because I think we're well, now. Well, you say Kittle over Pitts? I would take Kittle over Pitts. I'm, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I do that. Let me tell you why. New situation. We, we've seen him do it. Okay, we've seen him do it. Kittle, you mean? Yeah, Kittle. We've yeah. seen him do it. Shanahan, like, is very creative and innovative, and he's always throwing something new out there because I think he understands that you need to stay ahead of the game. Stay so ready. What we, yeah, stay ready. You know, we need to, like, change our, our uh, screen post to just a picture of Shanahan. <laughs> stay ready. No, so, like, you know, Debo's role, that wideback role, is something, like, we really never have seen. Mm-hmm. But clearly, like, they went into this season, like, having that as part of the game plan, and they executed it perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't start game one, you know? Mm-hmm. He started off as just your, your traditional wide receiver game one, and then that's something they transitioned to. Now, I don't know if that's something that they had in the playbooks or something that he devised later on out of necessity, but the fact that he was able to do that to me was, like, very encouraging. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you see Kittle have these spike weeks and then you see some weeks where he's not there because yeah. he's using Kittle for something that he does very well, which is block, block yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so we could easily see a scenario, one, where this year, because now teams have tape on what they did last year, because maybe Debo doesn't want to necessarily run the ball as much, we can see Kittle take over more. Yeah. Okay? Because when yeah. you ask, I mean, like, if you had to depend on Kittle versus Ayuk, mm. I'm taking Kittle. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. so as a head coach and as an offensive mind, like, who would I scheme more targets to? Right. Kittle. So he could easily go into this. And this is a kicker right here. This is the X factor. 
we don't know necessarily who Trey Lance is going to favor that, and that's why. That's actually what I was yeah. literally you know? just about so, to say. I was just about to say if that. If he favors Kittle, yeah. it's game over. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's game over. And I feel I feel more comfortable saying Kittle will score more touchdowns. Yeah. So really all it comes down to is receptions and yards. Yeah. And then health, and that's the biggest thing with Kittle too. Yeah. Is him staying healthy. So that's why that's why I would take Kittle over Pitts. And Waller to me is a, a huge question mark. I see, I can see the upside. To me, he has that wide range, mm-hmm. and so I think that's why I kind of maybe favor Pitts. I, I think if Waller more. didn't get hurt last year, like if we just eliminate last season, I think people will still be real high on Waller. Mm-hmm. And I guess they kind of still are because he is the fourth or tight end being drafted. Yeah. He's taking the third round, so okay. people haven't totally forgot about it. Oh. I'm not there with Kittle yet. I like Kittle. Yeah. I do like Kittle, but I think I would still take Pitts over him just because, like you mentioned, you know, when the, the 49ers decide Kittle is going to be a blocker, yeah. they'll let him block. Yeah. And he'll happily block. He's not yeah. even going to ask for the ball. Yeah. So you're going to have these games where Kittle's just not going to give you anything. Yeah. And to him, he's happy with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's yeah. not on his Tyreek Hill saying, hey, where's yeah. my target? Yeah. He's like, yes, we won. And he's getting paid. I did my yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. And he's getting paid. So so it's just it's, one of those situations yeah. where I, I, I feel like the Falcons – do want to use Pitts as much yeah. as possible, while the 49ers are like, we'll use Kittle if we need yeah. him, and we, we'll, we'll happily use him. But if we don't need to use Kittle, yeah. we won't use him. So, And the tight end premium, like I like getting him in like the fourth round because I feel like that's after. Like I want to have some shares yeah, because he could like literally put up 40-point winks, yeah, weeks, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you don't agree. know when those are going to occur. Agree, agree. So like, I want to have some shares, so that fourth round to me. But we didn't really even get into like what we were supposed to get into, that next tier. And I think that, that's the most important. After, after what? Yeah, after, after Kittle and Waddle. Okay. Like, where do you have those guys? Who, Who are you taking? Sorry, Kittle and uh, Waller. Waller. Waller, okay. Yeah. So those are the Schultz. The so I, I, I like God. Ertz. Goddard. I like God or like Hawkinson. If I was right that tier, I would have Schultz after both of those guys, actually. And they're not mm-hmm. being drafted yeah. like that. Schultz is definitely being taken first mm-hmm. amongst those guys. Yeah. And I kind of want to hear your thoughts on Schultz. Like, how do you like him? I, I agree. I agree. I, I think, you know, and it's something that, like, um, Theo, shout out. OG, shout out. Uh, D-O-G. You know, D-O-G. D-O-G. Shout out Go District. Yeah, it's something that he's brought up quite a bit. You know, he's been, I think, uh, you know, you know, someone who's like playing his child peg. almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As for the lack of upside. And it's something like I, I, I kind of gave, you know, additional thought. And I was like, yeah, he really does like lack upsides. He's safe and he's nice. He's mm-hmm. a nice option to have. He can definitely get you 15 to 20 points. But he really does lack that upside. Mm-hmm. And TJ, you know. Hawkinson was someone like, you know, remember last year, I was just completely off. Right. I was high on him and you were like, no. Yeah. And he didn't end up panning out. But when I go back and like really assess the situation, I feel like I was wrong. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Save that clip. clip. (laughs) No, no, I really do feel like I was wrong. Uh, I mean. Go back and you look at his targets. You look at when he was healthy. Yeah, you know I think he started off hot, and that's when everybody was kind of taking the victory laps. And then he just kind of like, and there was some games where like they really like just took him out. Yeah. But that's part of being a young tight end. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think they were against defenses that like had really good linebacker play. And they really like, they like, they like, like plan to take exactly, him out. Exactly, exactly. You know? But guess what? Now we have a second year. Amon Rossi Brown. Mm-hmm. We have DJ Chark, who I think a lot of people are down on. Sleep on him, man. Yeah. They sleep on Chark. And, you, you, and I'm not. I almost like. I don't even let me not even bring Jameson Williams into the situation. He's coming off a late ACL, so don't. I don't even consider him, you know, in this in this. But then you also have DeAndre Swift. You have an excellent offensive line, and I think people still sleep on Jared Goff. Yeah, because, because behind a good O line, I think Jared Goff can be a very very competent right, right, quarterback. Right. So to me, like you know, their head coach Josh Reynolds too. By the way, don't forget him. Josh Reynolds. He's still there. Their head coach was a tight end. 
Their offensive coordinator was the tight ends coach. He may be calling the plays right now as well. Uh, he started calling the plays at the back end of last season. And, like, everything that I've heard is that, you know, him, like, he worked he worked very closely with Jared Goff as far as kind of sitting down Who, and, like, Hawkinson? going over – or the coach? The, the, the uh, offensive coordinator. I can't okay. remember his name. Okay. Uh, and he worked very close with Jared Goff to find out, okay, what's working for you? What do you like? And that's kind of when you start to also see uh, St. Brown start to kind of come out of his own. You start to see that offense mm-hmm. take off a little bit. And everything that you hear them, you know, say about Hawkinson, they talk about him like he's such a critical part of the offense. Yeah. And that he's someone who can still improve. And that's what you like to hear. As, yeah. uh, he's you know, still young, man. Very young. Like, what, 25 yeah. maybe? Yeah. And I've been, Maybe. yeah, I've been, I've been waiting to like figure out where I want to take him, and I feel like finally, you know, now with the Baker, uh, Baker news, with some of the signings we've had from the wide receiver, I feel like I finally have my wide receiver rankings in place okay. of where I want, and now I know exactly where I want to take him. So I'm gonna definitely, you know, Hawkinson is a guy that I'm gonna be uh, going after, trying to increase my shares of. Okay. Uh, he's somebody. But, but again, what do you feel about Sh- uh, Schultz? Schultz, Schultz, I'm not, Schultz goes in the fourth round. He's going. He's Way going high. in the. Yeah, late. And it's who he's no, going. No, he's over. not going the fourth. He's going like early fifth. He, well, he's no, really I, going I like four twelve, five hundred one. Yeah, yeah. That's where he's going. That's too high. That's too high for me. That's too high for me. And I think maybe people. I think people who draft there are probably looking at uh, ADP boards and probably you know uh, not necessarily happy with what potentially comes back to them at tight yeah, end. So they're feeling yeah. like they're having to reach, but yeah. I think they're reaching for the wrong tight end. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I have no issues taking Hawkinson there, but Hawkinson to me, there's where? a certain at five hundred one. I'm not taking him there, but I'm saying I have no issues with people taking him there. I think it, it depends on what wide receivers are on the board. Okay. You know, there's certain wide receivers now that I'm fine passing on, you know. Yeah. And there's certain wide receivers that, like, I'm not taking any tight end before I get these wide receivers so, in my squad. So, yeah. it sounds like, because we've talked about several tight ends, and every single one of them it sounds like you've been passing up. So, yeah, I, I, are, I are, you, are you then subscribing to the late tight end this season so far in your drafts? Not late tight end, but I like that seventh round. I like the seventh round for like seventh round. The seventh round. Do you want to say which tight end you've been targeting, or you want to hold that? Oh yeah, yeah. Season? I don't mind. I mean, I think that you know it's based on ADP. Uh, Ertz and Ertz. Goddard. Yeah, typically yeah. Goddard goes before Ertz, so the decision is yeah. made for so me. So one of the two. One of the two. I'm if happy both of them are up, who would you take? <sighs> Depends on the team build. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this: If both of them are gone, what would you do? I wait. You wait? I wait. So far, like, like a later tight end? I wait, wait, wait. I wait. Okay, so. I wait till like the 10th round and I end up getting someone like okay, that. Okay, so my question then is who is those late tight ends you've been looking at? Like those late oh, tight ends. Yeah, so it's Komet. Uh, okay. A lot of Joku's, buzz with Komet. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people like him. I'm well, not sure why, so, though. Because I think people think that he's going to be Is hungry. it his contract year? Yeah, like it's, I don't it's think a make-or-break so. well, no, no, make year. I don't think it's him, a make-or-break year, but like he's someone I don't think it's his contract year either. To me, I thought he put out very good film last year. He was very similar to a Pitts. Okay. Uh, in, in a sense that he got like a lot of receptions, but really didn't see a lot of touchdowns. Okay. But we have a new head coach. We have a new offensive coordinator coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, I expect to see a lot more RPO, a lot more play action pass. And really, you know, there's nobody else on that team that I think could provide anything significant from an offensive standpoint for, from the tight end position. Gotcha. So I see him on the field all the time. I got you. Know? you. I got uh, you. And so he's already got, you know, he's got some rapport with um, – with uh, you know, with Fields, he's not the most athletic tight end. He's not someone who's like gonna like you know has has this like crazy spark score. Yeah. But he's good enough. He can catch the ball up the seam. He has reliable hands. You know, he's a big target. So 
given all those given all those targets, that's that's where I start off when it comes to like looking for that late round tight end. Yeah, is it someone who can get a lot of targets, and is it someone who could potentially be the second or third option in that in that in that in that room? And they lack they lack really any other significant receiving options. There's some guys who could potentially come up, but no guys who are proven, no guys who necessarily command targets from day one. Okay, any yeah. other tight ends? Njoku. Njoku. Yeah, we talked about I'm, him. Yeah, once, though, yeah, right? yeah. I'm. I'm I, so if you don't get those guys, what are you doing? Evan I mean, I mean, I mean, like, how many? Yeah, you want to give me? I want to know, know, know how late you're willing to go because I'm going to go late. I'm going to go late, like because because who I mean, is the Phil's, latest guy? Okay, Phil's safe is Evan Ingram. Like, like okay, I like Evan Ingram. And this a is lot, the thing. Actually. This is the thing. Again, this is why I kind of come down to like your roster construction and the draft that you're in. If I'm killing it at every spot, I have no issues being weak at tight end because guess what? The majority of the league is going to be weak at tight end. You know, majority of the week from week. You know, week in and week out is going to be hoping. And then it, and then it becomes a race to to get the the guy exactly. And guess what? Available. Because I've devoted so few resources to getting tight end, mm-hmm. I'm going to be more aggressive when it comes to catching to catch that. Tight, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and people usually aren't too aggressive because no, no. yeah. So for me, and the reason I was asking this question because I want to see how deep deep you're willing to go. Because for me, there's some deep yeah. deep tight ends I'm willing yeah. to go mm-hmm. again. I like Goddard. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I love Kels. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. if I'm in a situation to take Kels, I have no problem with taking Kels. He's yeah. proven it. You know, he might not have the greatest ceiling, yeah. but he has that strong floor yeah. where you know that no matter what, I'm not going to have to worry about my tight end. Yeah. You know, um, not so much on Andrews now because I, I feel like he's going a little higher Agreed. than what I would like. Agreed. We talked about Pitts. Talk about the other guys. I like Goddard. I feel like Goddard's undervalued. I feel like he's going a little bit later than he should be going. Um, but if... For some reason, all my tight end options are just, you know, going off the board. Um, I like Evan Ingram, but I'm starting to see Evan Ingram kind of come up a little mm-hmm. bit too, which kind of is unfortunate because he was like the perfect late-round tight end to yeah. get. Mm-hmm. Uh, situation is perfect. He has no real competition except for Dan yeah. Arnold. Coach, you know, tends to utilize tight ends. You know he has a talent profile, former first-round pick. Yeah. You know, whatever. I, I coupled him with Gronk in – Every draft that so I took So it worked Gronk out for you yeah. a little bit. It, it really and did. Gronk still might come back. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even have a problem people taking Gronk real late. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, just because. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to drop him. But as far as those late, late tight ends, I still well, – let me not say I still, but one guy I think we're just totally ignoring is Mo Alley Cox. Mm. Uh, I know it just sounds crazy, but – It does. It does. Ja- <laughs> but, but Jack Doyle had been with that team for several years. Yeah. yeah. Not very talented, but – he was getting a lot of, you know, burn. Yeah. Like, they were using him a lot, yeah. you know. Not, nothing to be excited about, but they were using him. He was still splitting with Mo Ali Cox. Yeah. Now Jack Doyle's gone. Mm-hmm. Mo Ali Cox is now the starting tight end. They still yeah. got Kylan Granson. I think they might have drafted a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did draft a rookie. I forget his name. Isaiah something or maybe. Um, but still, the guy that's going to be at the start of the line in practice drills now is Mo Alley. You yeah. know, and Mo Alley can be taken at the very end of the draft with yeah. no issues. Matt Ryan uses his tight ends. Don't forget how he made Austin Hooper look. Matt Ryan helped it, Austin. Mm-hmm. Forget about Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> like two I mean, decades ago. I mean, Matt Ryan, I mean, but still, <laughs> yeah. but still, just the fact that he has yeah, a rapport yeah. using his tight yeah, end, does, does. you know, uh, and Matt, Mo Alley Cox is such a big target. He's yeah. like mm-hmm. six, Red zone. five, six, seven. Could you easily know. see him scoring eight to yeah, ten TDs. you know. Yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan doesn't have the biggest arm anymore, so he's not going super deep as much. Yeah. Yeah. Mo Alley Cox is right there. Um, what, we've been hearing some Tyler Conklin buzz lately. You, and y'all know that's my guy from last year. No, he's been. He's been yeah, he loves so, Tyler. I do love Tyler. I love Tyler. I'm gonna get tattooed. I love Tyler Conklin from day one. The the talk 
out of camp has been that like he is their receiving tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean and they really like him. That's been and, from and day he's somebody one. That was, that literally uh, is, I think I, I think I heard that first from like Kaplan. Yeah, uh, on Sirius XM. Yeah, from day one he was basically telling hmm. that the Jets really liked Tyler Conklin yeah. as their receiving tight end, and Uzuma was going to kind of do it all, but he's more going to be like their end right. tight and, end. And what, and and he, yeah, he goes undrafted. And these leads, you want the receiving guy, yeah. right? So, yeah. again, just a guy that you can take. Um, and that's why – I wish you didn't even bring up that name. That's why sometimes, like, I am so I, – I almost, like, don't – like, if I miss out on those guys, I'm like – Whatever. I'll, I'll get just, a guy. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get Conklin off the waiver, yeah, and I'll yeah. take more stabs at these like handcuffs because yeah. it's so early in the yeah. season uh, and one, injuries occur. One d- dude I want people to, to be a little careful with that I feel like everybody's high on, and people have their reasons. I think you should be careful with Brevin Jordan mm-hmm. for the Texans. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. But He's drafted a lot. Yeah, the I, Dynasty guy, I, I, I have zero I interest. people – don't want to take into account that Pharaoh Brown might still be the starting tight end for the Texans. It's just going to be. It's nasty. It's ugly, but he's there. But the thing is, it's like, you know, when have they ever shown us that they like are really talk- I mean, it could happen. You know, maybe Pep is like want to incorporate them a little bit more. I don't know, but, but just Brevin is being drafted. I just, I'm yeah. just saying be careful with it. Ahead of, ahead, you might have ahead of Conklin, which is what oh, I Oh, yeah. Agree. Easily ahead yeah. uh, Another or guy. Or Cox. I, and I another guy those. that's real late that you can get is Hayden Hurst. Yeah, no, and I think I talked about it a little bit before, yeah. but he's going on the, the offense for the Bengals. We saw uh, you remember those Azuma games last yeah. year where he just went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, that could be Hayden Hurst. You yeah. know, you know. So basically, like they're all the same. Okay, stop drafting Goddard so early. Stop drafting Hawkinson so early. Yeah, let us and, get some late round and, shares. And the cool with these, <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing about these late late guys that we're talking about, if they don't work out, you can just throw them back in the water. Yeah, maybe grab somebody else. Yeah. Uh, John Bates. For the Commanders, Logan Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Logan Thomas might not be ready when the season starts. That's a good chance he the won't be ready. The next guy is Bates, yeah, yeah. and Bates actually was producing yeah. a little bit last year. Yeah, there were there, some reports that he's like running in a straight line, but like that's far from being ready. Obviously. Right, yeah. right. So, there, so there, there's guys out there. Don't just totally ignore it. You know, don't reach. Please don't reach. You know, unless you're just doing a one-off and you want your guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's value to be had, and there's a lot of times where tight ends by week three, four. Somebody that's actually productive is somebody that was on the waiver wire when the season started. Yeah. You know, so. And just remember this. Like, we are historically terrible when it comes to, like, figuring out who the tight ends are going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. it's good. Like, this is a place where I definitely, like, want to diversify. But then, like, late, if I get these guys, like, late, that's where I want to, like, you know, be overweight in the field, you know, on those type of targets. But the guys that kind of go early in the mid-rounds, I, I don't feel as aggressive or as a strong need to, like, go after these guys. Right. All right, guys. We are over time right now. That's the show for this week. All right. So, real quick, just want to make one mm-hmm. comment. Because mm-hmm. I put a tweet out. Um, I don't know if it was this week or last week. Um, but it's something I've noticed in draft boards mm-hmm. was the fact that every uh, team's backup running back situation. I'm not saying it was accounted for, but people were drafting, you know, backups on every team as far mm-hmm. as in the running back room, mm-hmm. except for one team. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody drafting any Steelers mm-hmm. backups. Not not one. Not not um, Anthony McFarlane, not Benny Snell, but the guy that really is the guy I wanted to kind of prop up a little bit is the, the rookie, Mateo Durant. He's a undrafted free agent, so it's not somebody that's guaranteed a roster spot. But he's been getting a little bit of buzz. Um, he has a, a pretty good skill set, very fast guy. He kind of has this, I don't know, his, his gait is like a, almost like a Todd, Todd Gurley a little bit. 
he's not too wiggly, um, but you know he kind of gets what's there, and he's not a guy that you're going to catch. And again, he's a guy that's getting buzzes, possibly taking that running back two job. You know, so he's a guy I feel like you could probably target late in your drafts. And if something happens with Najee, I mean Najee is in a high risk position as far as playing running back. Durant might be a, a league winner. You know, even if it's for a few weeks, even if it's on some Dearness Johnson type yeah. stuff. So just somebody to put out there. Um, I, like, I like picks like those for like best ball too. When you're in like these large, large field tournaments, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, where ROI just seems like ridiculously like just like you're asking yourself, why am I even in this tournament? Mm-hmm. Like drafting guys like that that just go largely undrafted because yeah. you just never know, you know, you never know. So like, by the way. Man, we spoke on Beatty last week, Tyler Beatty. Can y'all please stop drafting him? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's our guy. <laughs> he went in the 13th, the 13th round, round of the main that I'm currently in. The 13th round. Bro, it's like, crazy. it was all the good just a week ago, <laughs> and now it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, but start, stay ready, though. This is why I'm putting like out takes, because I was completely against Tyler Bader. Yeah. And look what happened to his ADP. Yeah. yeah. So sure. literally, literally, I just need to throw sorry. out everybody that I'm on. And watch their ADP fall. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. But uh, yeah, that's all, all right, I got, guys. though. That's all yeah. we have for this week. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out.